Hello everybody, John here delivering this week's trigger warning. So this episode has instances of suicide, so if that is something that is triggering for you, please note that the new suicide prevention hotline is now 988. Again, that is 988 for the suicide prevention hotline, if that is something that is triggering for you. And please remember that as our listeners, you are not alone. Welcome to another riveting edition of Under the Floorboards, where we laugh at the creatures that go bump in the night. I am your host, John, joined as always by my beautiful co-host, Eric. Eric, how are you this week? Fabulous. I know, keeping it clean with all the bloodshed. That's right, 2023. So, we're about to ask each other some really fucking weird questions. This yeah, episode, we are. Because I'm I was, really excited I was hoping to see that you were, of, yeah, yeah. Of, of what you would rather do. So, right. we watched 2012's Would You Rather. Yep. Um, so, before we get into our first impressions, per usual, Eric... Spin us that itinerary. 2012, as you mentioned, clocking in at that sweet, sweet one hour and 33 minutes. This uh-huh. film <laughs> this film was directed by David Guy Levy, or perhaps David Guy Levi. Uh, written by Stefan Schlachtenhaufen. <laughs> got that one right. Top cast, we've got Brittany Snow as Iris, June Squibb as Linda, Jeffrey Combs as Shepard Lambic, Lambrick, uh, Johnny Coyne as Bevins, Lawrence Guillard Jr. as Dr. Barden. Enver Gyokai. <laughs> and Yokai. Yokai. I'm going to go with you. Enver Gyokai as Lucas. Sasha Gray herself as Amy. John Hurd as Conway. Charlie Hoffenheimer as Travis. Eddie Steeples as Cal. Robin Lord Taylor. What, what? Welcome to it. What it do. Juilliard. Rob Wells. Uh, what, what? Welcome to it. As Peter. We got Logan Miller as Raleigh. Uh, and I'm going to stop there. Perfect. Uh, yeah, because the next person's a driver. Is a driver. So. <laughs> and then smoking security guard. And what, what's funny, too, is you have uh, Slocum as, mm-hmm. the, as, as the shift uh, manager yeah. in this movie, which you only see the back of his head for like 45 <laughs> seconds in this show. I'm glad that he got credit where credit is due. Right. But It's like Hitman. <laughs> you just need to see that little barcode. You know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Eric, this was your first time watching this. So, why don't you give us your first impression of this yeah, movie? Yeah, I thought it was cool. <laughs> That's did, it. Did you think that it was like Squid Games? Yeah, well, here's the thing. <laughs> you can't be like something that won't come out for nine years in the future. <laughs> so, it's strange to me that it got compared to that by someone on IMDb. Right, where you um, would think you would just compare Squid Games to Would You Rather. Would You Rather is a direct ripoff of Squid Game, even down to the final scene, <laughs> which is just weird. I don't know. It's it's sort of like saying A New Hope is a lot like, you know, The Force Awakens. <laughs> <laughs> There's some really interesting parallels between these two movies. <laughs> right. No, in all seriousness, this is kind of like a mix between like a whodunit kind of vibe. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like a, everybody's in the game room and having scotch and talking about <laughs> murder, you say, you know, and shit like that. 
um, versus a, a you know in in um, conjunction with a very common party game that people play when they're hanging out without parents involved. Yeah, right. Usually, there's a lot more making out and hand jobs. Yeah. involved in yeah. it. But uh-huh. <laughs> and and barrels. And, At least that's yeah. what Sasha Gray taught me. Right. In, in, <laughs> right. in her exactly. movies. <laughs> in a cum fart. What was it? Comfort Cocktails 5. Comfort Cocktails 5. <laughs> you can watch us react to that on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning that fair. there are four other right. subsequent Comfort Cocktails. Congratulations. <laughs> we have hit the climax as a society. Oh. Literally. There's climaxes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, was this your second time seeing this, I'm assuming? Yeah, this is my second time watching it. I'm a simp for watching anything with... Not even just Britney Snow, but really anyone who is super famous and kind of seeing like, I, I always have this theory that everyone has a horror movie mm. to some degree. Haley Steinfeld has True Grit. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect example of what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Th- there, there's always just like a level of like where people get started. Mm. And it's really interesting to see how often it's in horror because, um, you know, Britney Snow, uh, I think it was before this was in the prom night remake, mm-hmm. um, which also great. That's where I fell in love with Britney Snow. Um, I can't imagine what it, what would cause that, but <laughs> <laughs> it, horror is also great for uh, like not like cameos, but just hey, do you want to roll? Yeah, you know what I mean. Totally, if people know you from other shit. Rob Wells, who was clearly you know Ricky from Trailer Park Boys. He, I'm literally looking at the back of his head the first time I saw his character. I'm like. Dude's hair looks like Ricky from Trailer Park Boys, and you're like, that's because that is Ricky from Trailer <laughs> Park Boys. <laughs> See? Reprising his role from uh, Hobo with a Shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> he actually acts a lot like Ricky would in his situations, too. Oh, uh, yeah. Are you a Trailer Park Boys yeah, fan? I, I don't know if we've ever talked about... I like Trailer Park yeah. Boys. I'm not the biggest fan, because, yeah. like, when you As put... As an American... Yeah, I just <laughs> There's like only so much. <laughs> I can only do so much Canuck shit yeah. before I start like <laughs> right. I have to put it down. That is so Canadian it makes my face hurt. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was why I could get into Letterkenny because Letterkenny sure. wasn't right. like that. That was just bam 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 mm. bam bam. This is written by an American. <laughs> it's not true. I was going to say yeah. Jared Creaso is a fucking is maple syrup yeah. sucking <laughs> son of a bitch. He was born on skates. <laughs> that man loves chorin mm-hmm. and, and hockey. <laughs> That's it. Honestly, same. I don't think it gets any any simpler than that. Yeah, I don't love chorin. Yeah, I like yeah. doing dishes. Is that weird? I, I'm kind of with Bill Burr on that one. I fucking hate doing dishes. I can kind of like ten minutes to myself. Well, you know, I think it's also like the amount of dishes that we've done in our lives is drastically different. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Front of house, back of house. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, like there's still plenty of dishes to be done, but mm. there's plenty of times where I was like, if one more person puts a fucking fajita tray here and doesn't <laughs> tell me that it's still fucking hot because they threw the fucking right. food away, uh-huh. I'm going to I'm going to ice somebody. I'm come. <laughs> <laughs> Do not come. <laughs> I'm going to come. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. Anyways, um, so yeah. The, I love how you felt the need to remix that. <laughs> Dude, DJs be putting anything mm-hmm. before the drop. Uh, so, he ended up dying, actually. He took some <laughs> pills and drove into an embankment. Anyways, uh, so my first impression of this movie is I actually really like low-budget horror like yeah. this. I, I really like we're all in just one room, and we're going to do a bunch of fucked-up shit, 
and there was enough story to kind of balance it out. Like, it's not just like hostile where it's just like, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But it is dialogue driven. It's performance driven. There's enough of that slow burn of tension and stuff like that that builds as the movie progresses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, it has moments to me that are so slapstick that like it, exactly. it just it just makes the movie enjoyable mm-hmm. you know like there's so many times where that will like one of the kills in specific in uh, specifically is one of my favorites that we'll get into yeah, a little yeah. bit later um but it was i, I know <laughs> what you're talking about <laughs> but yeah this movie's a lot of fun and i think if you haven't seen it i mean it's on tubi it's definitely worth a watch which means it's fucking free yeah exactly you're not doing anything you're listening to a goddamn podcast right now yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm saying all hail like... <laughs> the new empire that is tubi right tubi verse dude i would sit in that senate one hundred percent. I am the Senate. I am the streaming verse. <laughs> and it's funny too. Like the last thing I'll say about Tubi before we get into this, I think it's amazing that through all of the SAG AFTRA stuff that's going on right now, mm-hmm. Tubi hasn't been brought up at all because Tubi's not trying to dick people, right? <laughs> In fact, you don't lot- even have to fucking create an account, dude. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, like. <laughs> The ads pay for it. Yeah. And they're honestly just not that bad, dude. And it's, and it's not like there's nothing but shit on Tubi either. Like, we were scrolling, and you were like, oh, and Glorious Bastards is on here. Yeah. Oh, Click is on here. You know, and just like <laughs> in the recommended feed, let alone like the new releases or most popular mm-hmm. or whatever. So And shit definitely cycles through, too. Like, they had like Inception on there mm-hmm. and like Shutter Island. Mm-hmm. I was like, they just have like DiCaprio month, I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Shawshank Redemption was on there recently, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, actually, some like S tier stuff is up there as well my buddy just watched that actually on tubi for the first time the other day and he messaged me and he was like i did not know that this was stephen king until i got to the end of the movie Mm -hmm. and he was like watching it with his mom and he was like he's pointing out all the parallels to the green mile and Mm -hmm. she just goes yeah it's the same writer (laughs) right (laughs) yeah so i mean if you want to see some of the best movies that have ever been made you can do so for free yeah, so. apparently. Right. And that was the last time I ever did visit Shawshank. Uh, right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sick reference, bro. Getting Make some chess pieces. Let's get into it. So we start off in this like diner. It almost reminds me of like the diner from the killing jar. But I guess we're like in a metropolitan area. Which but is I can't weird really... because like the chairs were on the table. And they were stacked, like, four high. Yeah. Like, (laughs) they just, like, Tetris together these pieces on top of the table. And I was just like, that doesn't feel... Like, I don't think you could even fit four chairs at this table. Right. Like, are you a diner if you don't serve breakfast? Right. You know what I'm saying? Why would chairs be on the table? That's what I'm hung up on. So, in the meantime, we have the shift manager played by Lomni Slocum. Mm -hmm. Um, And he is... Can you guess what his superpower is? <laughs> Endurance. <laughs> um, Just so a little joke. As we're viewing the beautiful backside of his head, uh, what's actually in slight focus is Brittany Snow's character, Iris. Mm-hmm. Iris is clearly trying to get a job at this diner. Yep. I always think this is a weird trope in movies where like people are trying to get a job and it feels like if they were trying to the way it's portrayed is like if they're trying to get a job it's because they don't have a job right how are they affording their house 
and their cancer I was, pills. I was just about to say that. <laughs> like, and I get that, like, they're probably foreclosing on the house because we see the for sale sign here right. in or a I'm, little bit. I'm desperate and I'm picking up an extra 20 hours. But here's the thing. If I'm hundreds of thousand dollars, which presumably is what you are, or at least tens of thousands of dollars in medical totally. debt, let alone like mortgages and bills. And, you know, we know what it costs to live on our own. Right. We're probably not picking up minimum wage part time duty or just preying on the fucking like. I love Waffle House, and I tip them so... I know I know how you feel about Waffle House. Yeah. But I try and tip them well. Every time I go into a place where the food is cheaper, I feel like you should be tipping more. Sure. Because their percentages are so low. You're like, man, I got a waffle for a dollar. Yeah. I'm just not even going to tip. <laughs> right. Or what do you do? 25% a fucking quarter. Exactly. <laughs> and so that... Yeah. So, so Iris is uh, applying at Jersey Mike's. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, he's kind of explained to her, he's like, well, we don't have an opening, but when something opens up, maybe we could have you be a host. You also don't have any experience, which, first of all. Yeah. <laughs> he's talking about how, like, we can walk you through it. Like, we, we, we can teach you how to be a There's, like, five jobs in the United States that you don't have to have experience to apply for. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Totally. <laughs> One of them being front of house service. So... I was say hosts are typically like thirteen to sixteen, you know, like they haven't even finished education yet. Yeah. <laughs> they haven't even learned about the kids go to restaurants to learn about the real world. Yeah, because when you see that person that's like fifty mm-hmm. at the restaurant, there's one of two implications there: they love what they do and they make great money. Or they were never going to do better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's, exactly. it's, it's this really weird polarity in there. Um, but anyways, enough about the menu part three. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so we get home and uh, we find out that I mean, we've, we kind of got an inkling that she really needed this job. But as it turns out, Iris needs it for, for her brother, Raleigh who has some form of terminal cancer. Mm-hmm. I don't think that... Do they actually say what it was? They didn't say what kind of cancer it is, but it's progressed to the point that he needs bone marrow transplanted, and that's... Right, so you're, butt you're, cancer. We're up here yeah. at this point, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're in the shit now, as they say. Uh, it, it, Eric's reaction to this scene was fucking incredible, because we were like... She was like making this giant pot of spaghetti with vegetables, and she was like, you know... Saying monsieur and mm-hmm. French things, which mm-hmm. spaghetti is not. And he's but... like, that's a terrible Italian accent. <laughs> but he was just like, you're really, t-. Eric was like, you're really telling me that you're not going to give this kid meat when he right. has cancer. Right. He even like, he drops the line. He's like, could I get some protein every once in a while? That would be <laughs> awesome. And I love knowing that like from the lore standpoint <laughs> of, of this world that we're creating is she can't afford protein. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> so he's just getting boiled cabbage. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, Carrots only belong in bolognese, and bolognese has fucking meat in it. He never stood a chance. <laughs> it's ultimately why he dies. And mark that. And mark that. <laughs> so it, he, she is... Um, uh, Essentially, she's going to visit the uh, the doctor that's on the case here, and she mm-hmm. makes her way up into the office. 
and has a quick conversation with him before turning around and realizing that there is another party present, right? Mm-hmm. One uh, Shepard Lambrick is... And notably, uh, Lawrence Killard, who plays Dr. Barton, mm-hmm. I fucking loved in The Walking Dead. Like, this movie had a lot of he sleepers. He was in The Walking Dead, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. yeah I knew mo- I knew him from somewhere. This yeah. movie had a lot of sleepers in it yeah. for, like, later on, except for Sasha Gray. She had a... Uh, an itinerary way before this well, movie. Well, Sasha Gray didn't do much sleeping. <laughs> so <laughs> I've been sleeping around. Exactly. Lambrick is about seventy pistachios into the bowl that's on the little you know hospitality table. I hate him. that I've met these people before. <laughs> and what he's doing is he's collecting a pile on both sides of himself on the cushions of the sofa, the love seat that he's sitting on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and and the premise of this, we're gonna you know just it. We're spending a whole lot of time on this because there isn't a ton of plot to this. We, we can really expand these scenes a little bit. I feel like. Um, so he what do you think the, was the symbolism of the pistachio shells? The, the pistachio is opening yourself up to the uh, you, the probability that there is this all-consuming force that has its beat <laughs> on you, and that the intention that you will nourish something greater than yourself in the process of becoming who you really were truly born to be. Totally. Is, <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> Uh, no, he was just hungry. I don't know. There's like, <laughs> there's like thiamine and shit in pistachios. Pistachio, uh-huh. So like, if you like are a recovering alcoholic, you know that's like a good thing to have on hand is some some thiamine. Now I will say seventy five to eighty is up there. That's that's a long. Oh yeah, that's a long snack. That's also expensive as fuck. Now I know like pistachios it's, are high, dude. Nuts. Mm-hmm. The the fucking price of nuts yeah. is criminal, which I'm is a, why I'm giving mine away for free. Yeah, <laughs> I was just about to say I'm a big nut guy. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm also a nut nut for you uh, Parks and Rec fans. Uh, but uh, you go to the gas station, you can buy the little single bags of planters mm-hmm. that are like 69 cents or whatever. And mm-hmm. then it's like two for a dollar. And, that, and they're just the peanuts or the honey roasted peanuts. Mm-hmm. And then you get the pistachios and they're like two twenty nine each. <laughs> so multiply that by like three bags. And there's six pistachios. In so, yeah, I've actually uh, on the pistachio thing, I'm surprised I have this much to talk about on this subject. Um, it's, you can actually <laughs> That's like nuts that yeah, right. The the vibe is to go and get like the industrial sized bags of pistachios <laughs> that come in like a burlap sack and they mail it to you. You know what I mean? Like a stork delivers it. <laughs> <You know? Gah>! Motherfucker. <laughs> Those are great. They come with like. You know, forty thousand. I didn't realize they brought babies and pistachios. Yeah, that's dude. fucking yeah, crazy. This is the Vlasic stork. He's a, <laughs> he's a snack snack stork, if you will. Yeah. So so, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> this is devolving quickly. Yeah. <laughs> T- today's episode is brought to you by nuts. By Eric's. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, Iris is having this uh, conversation with Doctor Barden, and then like. Again, we just start to see the, or we hear the nuts mm-hmm. shells hitting mm-hmm. the other shells on the couch. Right. The camera pans around. And he's like, "I have a proposition for mm-hmm. you." And like this dude is like the dastardly do right of or right. of fucking mm-hmm. uh, of just like horror films in general. Right. Like yeah. Dudley do right. Dudley do right is the is the, uh, is the Mountie, and yeah. then uh, Snively Whiplash. Yes, is the dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> got you. Yeah. So Snively do right. 
And he's, you know, the the doctor is kind of like, yeah, I won the game that he's talking about. And he, they're like, it's very ominous. And Brittany Snow's just sitting there like, well, I could use more money. Mm-hmm. Can I think about it? He's like, oh, short of notice. Course. Of course. Of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <Just> more time. <laughs> This character could have been played by Vincent DePaul like that. (laughs) (laughs) I'd pay to see that. (laughs) Mm, Yes. (laughs) Money. (laughs) So after this weird interaction, she just just tell you how to write the script for him. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So Iris leaves and then we still have like Lambrick is just like shelling nuts. That's it. The whole premise being, though, because we actually haven't talked about what the game is yet. Right. <laughs> That's why yeah. I want to establish these parameters yeah, go, before go ahead. we move on. I, think, um, I mean, we can do that when we arrive. Uh, whatever, yeah. yeah. But the idea being that if she participates in this game and wins, it's kind of Hunger Games style. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Is like you... Um, basically they have so much money that they just give away but they have to mm-hmm. see like the human condition and what it's capable of withstanding and overcoming and what you're willing to do um so the promissory note is that your brother's medical shit will be paid for we'll find a donor we'll have all this figured out within the next week and they own the donor list they own the donors <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So she is intrigued in that sense. And, oh, my brother's so frail and I can't afford protein. Let me, like, dig this note out of this guy's business card out of my laundry <laughs> basket. Cause it Made it in there, there real quick. Right. I'm that dude, though, too, where, like, and I'm, I'm sh- I know that you are, where, like, you're like, fuck, I can't find this. I know it's in yesterday's pants. <laughs> It's the second place I check. <laughs> yeah, the first place is where it's supposed to be. <laughs> and the second place is in my pants from yesterday. Yep. So she winds up making the call, and she has a conversation with her brother. Some friends from college that are in That degree in left-handed puppetry did nothing for you, did it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you get a degree in socialism? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so anyways, uh, she's talking to Raleigh, her younger brother, and was like, hey, so you got some friends from college in town, and I'm going to go out for the night. He's like, yeah, let your hair down. Mm-hmm. Fucking do it. And like. Stay it, all night. It, it, yeah. yeah. You, you, you know. definitely start to feel uh, what mark that. That's a breadcrumb <laughs> trail. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, she's just like, okay. And the next scene is like, she's walking out of the house and the for sale sign is up, but yeah. it also says sold underneath. Oh, cool. Which I didn't, re- I didn't notice that the first yeah, time. So they are the literally on either. a ticking time bomb of <laughs> right. a fucking house. Right. Hello, everyone. I hope you're enjoying this week's episode. If you would like to be able to support us, some of the best ways to do that are by leaving us a review, preferably a good one, on whatever streaming service you are listening to right now. That helps our algorithm and boosts us in, as well as liking or pre-saving our episodes. If you would like to be able to support us directly, the best way to do that is by joining our Patreon. The lowest price at $3 a month, which gives you access to commercial-free, exclusive interviews, bonus episodes, and a plethora of other things. We definitely have other uh, standard levels as well. However, that is, in fact, the cheapest and easiest way to help us. So thank you guys so much for listening today. Either way, thank you for the support. If you'd like to know anything that's coming up event-wise for us, make sure to follow us on Instagram at underthefloorboards5. Again, that's underthefloorboards5. Check out our Patreon at patreon.com backslash under the floorboards.
See you there. Enjoy the show. So she she <laughs> arrives she she arrives at the house the the mansion where uh, everything is mahogany. It's funny that she was the last person to arrive right, because, too. Yeah, kind of poetic because she had to think about it. Everybody else got recruited, and notably the dude. I realized this after the fact, but the dude that held the door for her as she pushed the old woman in the wheelchair in was also Lucas. Mm-hmm. So it's like the Avengers were being recruited, <laughs> just happened to be recruited on this day, um, or the tributes, I should say, because I'm still thinking in Hunger Games terms. Um, <laughs> But there's we're in we're in kind of like the game room slash smoking room slash like entertaining uh, esteemed guests kind of you know oh everything yeah. is in decanters and I have opinions about decanters anyway but it's it is what it is everybody's in their like dinner jackets and I'm shit just too lazy just, for a decanter I just don't understand the point I it, that is a glass container you know what liquor comes in <laughs> fucking glass containers unless it's taco. Right. Well, in you know, sure. You know, yeah. Yeah. I don't drink Everclear, so I wouldn't. Have. Um, I'm blind. <laughs> but the point being, it's just like we're we're sort of meeting the gang here. These are going to be our contestants, and everybody's on the same page, right? But yeah, we meet all of our characters. We meet Amy, Lucas, Bevins, as mm. it was, who is the or is the um, butler who is ushering. Brittany in or iris in rather uh cal travis uh and then we do we meet julian yet i don't feel like we do quite julian yet. is uh in another room being briefed on what his role for the evening right. is. yeah right, right, right. Yeah. we'll get um, to julian here in a second and then we meet peter and um the old woman mm-hmm. um or uh linda yeah that's her name mm-hmm. uh and <laughs> so everyone's just kind of getting like a slight debrief and then like you were saying we yeah Yeah. we have the conversation between um uh lambrick and julian lambrick Mm -hmm. who is like very much like the pompous son who is just like everything's owed to me anyways if you've ever met a student that's enrolled at wake forest university that's who this kid is yeah, the the five four ones. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. With his fucking Gap suit on that he got from you know the discount rack in the mall. My father will destroy you. Right. Congratulations. I thought I had daddy issues. <laughs> They're really into Mumford and Sons for some reason. <laughs> he comes out walking on his hands. Right. Nailed so. it. <laughs> I always keep shit like Perfect. that in my back pocket. Perfect. <laughs> I hate weight kids, dude. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> and there's like this really weird part in their conversation where he kind of says it without saying it while saying it, yeah. where he's like, hey, don't be molesty this time. Yeah. He's like, don't put your hands on people, Julian. Mm. And I'm just like. <laughs> yeah. Why, why is he allowed in this room with these people? Right. <laughs> And I feel like I I will say I do like that archetype, and I feel like that kind of comes comes in a lot in horror. Is just like, all right, this is our loose cannon yeah, that yeah, really yeah. shouldn't yeah, be here. I'm yeah. like, then why the fuck is he here? Oh, right, chaos. Yeah, exactly. It's about chaos. <laughs> <laughs> it's about sending a message, <laughs> right? 
Yeah, and I think I think that he served. I actually like had him pegged as a worm. I thought he was going to be a participant in the game on my first watch, uh, okay. which which I think would have been a really really interesting dynamic too for him to like for them to not know his relationship mm-hmm. to uh, Shepard right. and the Foundation and everything. That's where I thought they were going with this, but no, he's just the kid that's allowed to dinner. Right? I'd even um, really like it if he had join the game later like if he had fucked something up like he and, bought in or, yeah, or something uh, like oh i see what you're yeah, saying like yeah like his yeah, dad's yeah. like you yeah. haven't earned this yet either right and right, just right. throws him into the game and now I'd he's got stakes yeah, yeah yeah quite literally speaking of stakes after everybody uh relieves themselves of their blackberries and their uh seiko <laughs> watches it's 2012 and the, yeah and all that right and all that shit so um that gets taken car keys and everything actually i think everybody arrived by transport anyway so i don't yeah. know it doesn't really yeah, matter. Yeah, yeah. The point being is that um, there's going to be an introductory dinner first where we're going to sit around the table and get to know each other even better, mm-hmm. mainly with Shepard involved in that kind of thing. Um, they did a steak with foie gras and asparagus and mashed potatoes and a grilled leek mm-hmm. was the thing, right? It, uh, yes, it was leek crema. But nice. <laughs> okay. I heard grilled leek. Yeah. Well, it was grilled asparagus, but okay. I, I, <laughs> I will put four hundred dollars on the fact that that man says grilled leek. <laughs> okay. I will put four hundred dollars down. <laughs> Regardless, not that it matters. Yeah. Re- <laughs> Welcome to the menu part four. <laughs> right, right. I learned what foie gras is today. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know what that is, mm-hmm. um, this is actually pretty savage. I was going to say. So, so the what? All right. So a foie gras is an enlarged duck liver. You know how they enlarge it? Towards the end of the duck's life, they start force-feeding it shit <laughs> to over-enlarge it. I think they use grain, if I'm not mistaken, because um, I think that's how it filters through the liver. But that's Makes a whole... Sense. Yeah, that's a, that's a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, these people are just, like, shoving food down fucking mm-hmm. duck's throats. So next time that you're, like, at this high-class restaurant, and they're like, would you like to have the foie gras? First of all, my answer is always yes, because I'm a slut anyways, mm. but <laughs> just know that that's where that came if from. If you care about what the last month of your meal's life was like, <laughs> maybe consider it, you know. Help! Sustainably sourced. Yeah, that's actually a French method. I believe that. I believe that, yeah, too, yeah. because it was something weaker than the French. Right. <laughs> Sacre bleu! They all moved to Canada because they couldn't handle it in the United <laughs> States. And the ones that were crazy enough just moved to Louisiana, which is all, you know, that's a problem in and of itself. <laughs> so. It's just so hot, monsieur. When Harry Connick Jr. is the best that y'all did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's move to a soup bowl. Right. <laughs> uh, so anyways, we have met all of our characters now, and now we have Lambrick entering, right? Mm-hmm. And we kind of have, like you were saying, we have... The food yeah. that's been set in front of everybody, and I have watched this happen so many times. As Iris like looks at her plate and she goes, "Um, I should. I forgot. Uh, I should have said this before, and I'm really sorry that I didn't. I'm actually vegetarian, and also, yes, you should have said that beforehand." I don't think it was going to matter here. <laughs> it wasn't going to matter there, but as somebody with a shellfish allergy, I've told people when I er- 
have ordered burger and fries that I have a shellfish allergy. Yeah, because they throw shrimp on the flat top. You know what I'm or saying? Or the bobby. And it's like, <laughs> right. Um, and it's like, it's just one of those things where you have a dietary restriction that needs to be voiced ahead of time. Just period. Just don't be that person that oh, I'm going to wait until the plate comes down and then yeah. send it back. You know what I mean? Because also you're playing with your own life at that point. Yeah. Obviously being vegetarian is not the same. Right. Like, uh, but <laughs> Lambrick's just like, oh, so this is a chance to explain the game. <laughs> Eat the fucking steak. <laughs> Girl, I will give you ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars right now to I, eat that steak. Right, yeah. Which, thinking about it now, that's a continuity issue that I want to. I, I do want to talk okay, about cool. later because it was a question that I actually had the first time that I watched this mm. movie. And she was like, "I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna eat that." They put the money down in front of her. <laughs> ten thousand big ones. <laughs> ten thousand cheddars right now <laughs> if you eat that fucking steak. And the foie gras. Right. And I was like, damn, that's the shit that I dream about. Right, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So she reluctantly just starts digging in. That was the ugliest steak I've seen in my entire that life. That was a gross steak. <laughs> the thing that trips me up about this scene, too, is just like you almost wouldn't have said anything because you still have the leek, you still have the potatoes, you still have the asparagus. I'm sure the steak was on top of the potatoes, too. Because <laughs> like, that's, that's just, just plating. Just to prove a point. <laughs> The steak dominated my potatoes. <laughs> She's like eating the potatoes. There's blood coming out of her mouth. <laughs> There's, it's prosciutto wrapped asparagus. Oh, God. <laughs> There's just a pool of fat on the plate. Right. Uh, so anyways, uh, she reluctantly eats yeah. the steak. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because like... And the best part, too, and, like, this is, like, a theme throughout the whole movie, is as Lambrick is getting people to do things, he's just like, oh, she's she's a vegetarian. She's eating steak. She's so poor. The thing that it reminds me of, there is this episode of, um, uh, there was an MTV show that came out for a while that was just about, like, Blank has a TV show. Yeah. And what they would do is get random celebrities and musicians on and that kind of thing to do a, an episode. And the one where John Mayer is on it, what he does is he gets his roadie to shave his eyebrows. And he's like, I'll give you $100. Shave an eyebrow for $100. The guy's like, no. He's like, $500. $1,000. $12,000 for both eyebrows. And the dude does it and shaves both of his eyebrows off. And John pulls out twelve grand from his pocket. <laughs> because this was like, this was like daughter's era, John Mayer. <laughs> yeah. um, Be good to your eyebrows. And so the guy's like, I feel like this makes me kind of like a shitty person, right? And John's like, no. It just makes you the kind of person that would do something you wouldn't normally do for a buck. <laughs> and that's the whole attitude at this dinner table, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, it's they definitely like set the tone with this scene. Yeah. And what got me fucked up about this was immediately after that, uh, John Hurd's character Conway gets some attention from Lambrick and mm-hmm. Lambrick's like, Why aren't you drinking your wine? We can definitely get you something else. The finest scotch in all the land. In all the land. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, No, I'm fine. I'm just gonna drink water and he was like and he makes the mistake of saying, I don't drink mm-hmm. anymore. Which was fucking stupid. That's just, you just watch yeah. this man pay somebody to eat meat when they don't do right. it. Right. 
what do you think is going to happen to you? And what do you think is going to happen if you refuse, right? So th- this was like, honestly, I, I loved this scene because it was really cerebral in this aspect mm-hmm. because the Lambrick picked up on he's a, he's a man of finer things because he gives him the option because uh, he starts off with like ten thousand dollars for like, the wine for the wine yeah he's like no i'm not gonna drink that i'm a recovering alcoholic i'm in aa and, and like this scene was probably the darkest scene to me out of the entire yeah. as like pe- yeah, yeah, yeah. i've watched so many people like struggle with addiction and mm-hmm. shit like and he makes a he, he makes a really good point about it too here in a second it gets between that and fucking lambrick just goes chop chop and brings in like the decanter full mm. of the finest scotch in all mm. the land yeah. and he puts it down on the table he's like okay so compared to what she just did this seems pretty easy because i'm giving you a choice you can either drink the glass of mm-hmm. wine or you can drink this decanter of scotch and in his head he knew that he was going to go for the scotch Right. Because he's a raging alcoholic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my man just starts bottoming this right. fucking And it's a full fifth. I mean, that oh, was, yeah. like, honestly, if not a little bit more. I mean, that was that was quite a lot. Of, In, like, yeah. four minutes. Uh-huh. <laughs> my man was shit-faced. He made a really good point that I want to point out where he was talking about, you understand that those aren't the same things, right? Yeah. Like, you choosing to be a, ve- a vegetarian and me having been addicted to this and it destroyed my life and me rejecting it and denouncing or renouncing this, you know, and it's like are two completely different things. And like you said, that's super dark because now we're playing on people's not only their morality or their like mm-hmm. political choices or whatever, politically correct choices or whatever the fuck. I don't I don't really care if you're a vegetarian <laughs> or not. That's great. I'm glad that you're taking care of your body and making a morally conscious decision. But to tap into somebody's demons. Right yeah, out of the gate. It's exactly. Heavy, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It definitely set a better tone mm-hmm. for the rest of this movie. So now we learn the rules. Mm-hmm. And Lambrick, again, the Senator Palpatine motherfucker, <laughs> is just like, if you would like to b- play for all this money, all you have to do is play a very simple game called Would You Rather. Right. <laughs> he said the thing. <laughs> he said the thing. At which point our recovered or no longer recovered alcoholic stands up, sits back down. <laughs> <laughs> he just like points at him. Right. Because <laughs> uh he was he told everybody in the room, now is your chance oh, that's right. to leave. Yeah, yeah. And if and we you... thought the guy was out. And it was just so funny to me that I would have just dude, if somebody handed me fifty K, I'd just fucking leave. Let me ask you this though. Do you think that they were actually going to be allowed to leave? Absolutely not. Okay. Absolutely not. Because there's a comment that gets made in kind of not a flashback sequence. It is a flashback sequence in the sense that it happens prior to the thing that's happened in reality. Sure. But it's the second half of the conversation that uh, Dr. Uh, Barden and Lambrick have with each other where they're talking about like bringing Iris in. Oh, she's perfect. She's not perfect. No, she is. You can't have her. <laughs> and this whole thing about like. I, I'm getting, uh, you know, I'm nervous about your lack of trust in the process. You know, you've won this thing and all this. So there, it's just one of those no loose ends thing for me mm-hmm. with, with this kind of 
person or whatever the, this, this kind of scenario there's there's no way that he would have like a people because again it reminds me of hunger games in the sense that like the winners of the hunger games are expected to like go into their house that's paid for now and just keep quiet for the right. rest of their life you know what i mean <laughs> that's kind of the vibe that i'm getting from this so they're they're in any way that you could just take 50 grand get up and get a ride home i don't, right. I don't believe that <laughs> not with blevins in the picture uh, anyway dude i par- i will say part of me thinks that he could have and the the only reason i say that is these are people that clearly have more money than god mm-hmm. i think and he's also a person that is very based on how the rules work i don't think that he would have offered that if that wasn't a possibility his and, his psychosis is based on following you and, know and we'll never game. know right the yeah. answer to that i i think that that is more open-ended than it seems watching the movie to me at least um, sure and that w- that was kind of one of the cool things for me i was like god i just walked up on out of this bitch if you're telling me that i have 50k because he, he didn't have any like nomenclatures to it there were no like uh boundaries it was mm-hmm. just like do you want to leave mm-hmm. no strings attached yeah, yeah. exactly so it, it was it was interesting to see but he just like <laughs> he was so shit-faced he just stood up and like pointed at him what he said <laughs> <laughs> he even like yes. plays with the money for a second he like taps it on the table <laughs> like four times <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> i'll have what she's having right. i will say my psychosis where i'm at is i just got a free steak dinner my belly's full i'm hanging out with all these people dude i, I had dinner with sasha gray i'm going home you know, <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> i just had a fifth of scotch see you guys i, I would have even thrown that back in his face i was like look you can keep the money i had a great night thank you for your hospitality and that would have been it i'm gonna go sober up i'll sign an nda whatever we gotta do <laughs> But yeah, so we're playing an extended version of Would You Rather, and by extended, I mean that the classic way to play this game is to just sort of propose like hypotheticals to people and see what they would choose and let them explain, and it's kind of fun to like get to know people or just whatever bullshit with your friends and that kind of thing. In this case, what you actually have to do is act on your decisions. So, well, would you rather kiss Peter or would you rather kiss Iris? Right. And I'm like, well, that's a landslide. It's Iris. <laughs> <laughs> and I say that as the bye, dude. I'm still choosing, I'm still choosing Iris in this case. So. Yeah. It, 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 it's all good. We know exactly what's coming right. now. In uh, fact, Linda makes this comment where she's like, oh, are you going to make us kiss each other with her paralyzed <laughs> ass and everything? So, <laughs> <With her> paralyzed <laughs> ass. so charming. I can't feel my ass anymore. <laughs> I'm not going to take it a step further. <laughs> Sasha Gray is already in the room. We don't want to. Yeah, right. We don't so, want to step on any toes. So, <laughs> so anyways, uh, I thought we were going to make somebody kiss Britney Snow, and apparently that was mm-hmm. not the case. Um, but what we wind up getting into is Bevins rolls in this cart. Mm-hmm. And actually, before we get into this part, one thing I do want everybody to know is flash shots of other shit happening is dr barden dealing with everything 
and understanding everything that's going on in this house, and it leads to him coming to the house. He wants to get Iris out. There's literally nothing else that happens with him. A hundred percent. It's kind of shit like that going on. You know what I mean? And it's like he gets his little he gets his little bitch pistol out of his sock drawer. Not the bitch pistol. We have this cart roll in, and it's like. If you've ever seen a horror movie with an asylum, it's yeah. it's the it's the electroshock therapy mm-hmm. thing. He's like with a couple aftermarket adjustments mm-hmm. in it. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Bevins is exceptionally British on that MI five uh, shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's ex MI five. That's yeah. why I hired him. I'm yeah. like, all right, all right. cool. <laughs> he also doesn't have a neck, which means he's tough to take down. He also doesn't know how to lock a door. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> They don't lock doors in Canada. <laughs> it's a door, isn't it? <laughs> Come on in. <laughs> Come on. Come on. <laughs> Cooking a whole moose. <laughs> on like a spit in the living room. <laughs> the moose is alive. Wayne Gretzky's bust is hanging from the, the fucking wall. It's deep throating a hockey stick. <laughs> right. Don't nickel and dime the great one. <laughs> he can hold his breath for five minutes. <laughs> Mark that. Yeah, uh, dude. So the concept being is like we're going to uh, one by one. Right. Um, this is this is one of those grammatical things that I'm not a fan of. Electrocution is death. Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't survive electrocution. You get shocked and you survive. Yeah. Or you have some kind of you know reaction yeah. to you, electricity. You can survive being electrocuted but i know what you're saying the the gravity is it, not it's, the same it's like like decapitated means you die you know what i mean <laughs> getting domed means you get hit in the head those are two different you know what i'm saying that's what electrocution is not in halo right well <laughs> playstation i'm sorry <laughs> that's why he's the buy one <laughs> my sony boys out there know what i'm talking about god of war was great that's all i'm saying yeah i bet it was it was a dude without a shirt for four hours (laughs) aries hey like raccoons (laughs) sly cooper ratchet clank they're all animals jack and daxter jesus yeah Uh, so anyways we're playing our first game right our first challenge Mm -hmm. and it is designed where there is a red button a blue button and then there are two shock helmets mm-hmm. or helmet it's really mm-hmm. a leather strap it's like again a belt. Yeah. it looks like they stole it from the set of american horror story yeah. <laughs> and like they they were like okay so both of you are hooked up and it's like the it's the first episode of the simpsons actually like when they got their new art mm-hmm. like past the mary tyler moore show mm-hmm. Which I think was in like season two, season mm-hmm. three, something like that. And their first episode was okay when somebody pisses you off, shock them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. So, so the concept here is: do you shock yourself or do you shock the person next to you? Right. And we make the rounds around the table for that, right? Yeah, and so it's like uh, Cal starts. Cal decides to electrocute Amy again. I'm just going to say what they said. That's not the correct word. Um, goes to Amy. She decides to electrocute Linda. She does so without hesitation, which is which I do want to mark. It was just like before the dude even finished. Like, okay, do you want to do it or do you deal or no deal? You know what I mean? She's like, <laughs> she's like, fuck Amy. 
Right. <laughs> Bounces back around to Linda and then to Peter and et cetera. And everybody is sort of based on their morality is picking and choosing whether to shock mm-hmm. themselves or somebody else. And so you can get a vibe. This is what the intention was of this original exercise was to establish like, you know, your tribes on Survivor. Are you like mm-hmm. these people or are you these people kind of thing? You know, and so it, it's effective for what it is. Nobody dies. Right. Here, right. I will say the only the one of the most important things to me in this scene for character development was um it gets back to uh iris mm-hmm. played by britney snow and cal mm-hmm. and she has the option of shocking cal the second time mm-hmm. because cal took one for the team in right. the beginning mm-hmm. because he still wanted to bang sasha gray right. yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. and iris chose to irish. shock herself <laughs> I, yes I, I, iris chose to shock herself um, <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> That's exactly what Irish people sound like. <laughs> Irish chose to shock herself. <laughs> it's a turdy tree and a turd watts. I have to stop us for a second because we glossed over something. Yeah, totally. Kill number one. Kill number fucking one. In the form of our alcoholic dude deciding to... We did. We just glossed right over We just that. skipped that. And he, and he just got fucking shot. Like, right across the face. I looked at Eric. I was like, the blood started flying out of yeah. his head before yeah. the gun came up. <laughs> it was also out of the side of his head when he got shot in the front, which is always, <laughs> those are always my favorite. It's like that Django scene <laughs> where, uh, what's her name, Miss Laura or whatever, Miss Lauren, the yeah. dudes, is she, get, he, she gets shot in the front and then, like, flies sideways. <laughs> like, perfect. Anyhow, so kill number one. But yes, now we're electrocuting everybody. They go for, um, you were talking about, you were talking about Iris. Yeah, and her, it's, it's her down de- to Iris and Cal Her now. decision to take herself, mm-hmm. right, to hit herself with it, right. And that's really important for character growth right. that we'll see later mm-hmm. in this. Yep. Um, and Cal even looks at her, and, ju- and Cal is actually a very well-adjusted character mm-hmm. in this movie that I really kind of enjoyed, because mm-hmm. he looks at her and goes, you do what you need to do, you know? And there's, like, this level of camaraderie that kind of starts off couple of the guys are willing to take it twice so people don't have yeah. to shock themselves and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. But Cal is really that one that kind of steps up that he's like, I refuse to be the person that does this to somebody else, right? Um, there's still a little bit of shock factor involved, no pun intended, where there's like, <laughs> where there's like, I can't believe this is really happening. Like, this is there's got to be some layer of a joke here or something mm-hmm. is going to reveal itself to be like the point of all of this, and it just never comes. So I think that that's what Cal and people are hanging do not on come. to. I think it has less to do with their morality. Pers- oh yeah personally yeah and more to do with like we really believe that we can get ourselves out of the situation there's a it. level of survival instinct that really kicks yeah. in like pretty early case in, this in point because we get, we get done with the shock belt headset thing and we um have there's a break between sets or whatever mm-hmm. between rounds um and in this section travis which is the uh former soldier gets into it with julian who is the son of this guy and they kind of have a back and forth that is basically julian just saying like you know he keeps calling him pig he's like no pig what's your name sit down pig and oh shit like god that. with him and travis and, yeah and, you know what i'm talking about where he's yeah. he's going back and forth and what it equates to show some fucking respect right i'm like this dude went to afghanistan yeah so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you put it where it deserves um anyhow he uh, julian makes the comment that like you opened your mouth and i'm afraid that's a big mistake so mark that round two. Oh god right so, so I, before this movie, I had never been introduced before, but there is this thing called a jambok, 
And what that is, is it's a whip that is wrapped in either um, uh, rhinoceros or hippopotamus Mm -hmm. hide. And it's just a fucking whipping stick. Yeah. It's it's very similar to like I I think it's the Koreans have caning. Yeah. Um yeah, it's it, either them or the Vietnamese. It's definitely reminiscent to me of like what people would use for a rod if they're like uh horse racing. Yeah, when you're you not know? trying to spoil the child. Right. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. <laughs> nice reference. So uh, <laughs> yeah. But that's the idea. It doesn't have a whole lot of give. It's got some flex, but it doesn't mm-hmm. ha it that it's different from a you know what I mean? That's yeah. that's a rod yeah. at the end of the day, you know what I mean? And it's just like Jesus. So this is a beaten stick for all intents and purposes. Yeah, and I was really curious myself to um and, and I know that this is a 90-minute movie, and Travis is not the main character of it, but I would have loved to have a little bit more backstory for what he had gone through. And I think they kind of portrayed that really mm-hmm. well in the movie, because it starts off with, okay, now everyone's going to have 30 seconds to decide what they want to do. And now the game is pick or jean mm-hmm. So you can either ice pick a person next to you, uh-huh. Or you can whip Travis <laughs> right, right. three times yeah. with the Jean Bach. Mm-hmm. And of course, like it starts with Britney Snow, which this is kind of weird because like now they're like splitting people. Mm-hmm. Like now it's like every other <laughs> instead. <laughs> right. <laughs> and of course, like he, he, fucking uh Lambrick's got a fucking hard on over mm-hmm. here. He's just like, you can't hit him lightly. You mm-hmm. must whip the fuck out of that little boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. God fucking damn it. He's he's such a he's downright silly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the level of yeah. like comedic exaggeration and who he is. He's even like jumping kind of when when mm-hmm. when Iris is is whipping Travis cuz he's like kind of feeling it and it's like is the that's reason That's the ejaculation. That's what I'm saying. Well, the reason he's doing this is clearly because he wants to experience this you know what i mean it's less about proving a point and it's more for like serving his own needs yeah he's sitting here like rubbing his nipples and Mm -hmm. watching some dude get fucking caned sadistic (laughs) it was great so travis takes three via iris right yeah Yeah. and of course like her first one's like "Eh." and Mm -hmm. he's like no honey you have to hit him harder Mm -hmm. than that yeah and Bevins is in the background like it's a switch isn't it Boxing El Jesuit. How boxes is it in his backside? <laughs> so we, we get the fucked up part is the first three people are okay. So you can ice pick the person next right. to you, or you can whip Travis yeah. again. <laughs> Travis keeps saying, "I've been through worse. I can take it." Yeah, you know what I mean. And that's where I really want to yeah. see like his backstory. Uh-huh. What what worse has he been through? Presumably, serving in Afghanistan had its issues right right, you know? right but it's like i want to know was he a pow or something like that you that's know? what i'm saying they yeah. fucking peel his foreskin back or it, just it, fucking... right, <laughs> right who knows i mean i, I and so that's the thing osama like, been on that gay shit 100 <laughs> we get around to um uh peter and peter mm-hmm. is the guy who uh is played by um, um uh, rob wells rob from wells. uh trailer yeah. park boys and so it's just ricky and he's even like he's like <laughs> well 
sitting next to Linda, and, like, I know she's fucking paralyzed from the waist down, so, like, I feel like I could stab her, but you might bleed out. And on the other hand, Travis looks fine over here, but he doesn't look like he's doing too fine. I mean, I feel like... You know, I'm pretty sure he's gonna die. Exactly <laughs> how Ricky talks and, like, talks himself through shit in the show is what he... So he lands on ice pick, and he just, like, everybody's like, all right, just whatever you gotta do, but, like, quick in out kind of thing, you know? And he, like, nails the artery. <laughs> like... <laughs> like right into the femoral <laughs> artery and she's like what happened i can't feel anything and there, there's like gushing blood coming out of her like oh fuck can somebody get me a tourniquet uh so is this supposed to go above or below the wound <laughs> above fucking above <laughs> i'm feeling a little woozy here <laughs> <laughs> Notably, notably, Linda's already been shocked twice by the thing. She's, she's being stabbed in the leg. Um, so he's immediate. Peter, I should say, is immediately feeling like the like weight of that. Right. While this is happening, Linda gets gets the pick, and it's like, all right, your yours is Amy, and she's like, well, I can't get up to whip Travis, so I guess I have to stab Amy, and she kind of like whiffs on the stab, and Amy like elbows are in the face <laughs> she knocks the shit out of her you got sasha gray bitch um you got pummeled and so then the ice pick moves to amy and the guy's like all right well you know travis is passed out from pain at this point because <laughs> <laughs> on that last one he w- he took right. off his tie right. to chew on it right it was so bad so amy now has the ability to whip travis again or to stab anybody at the table so who does she pick right because yeah. it's like she she even like looks at lambrick uh or sasha gray does and mm-hmm. she, she's just like so I can stab her anywhere, right? <laughs> He's just like, how about shoulder down? And she's like, oh, vital organs, mm-hmm. let's go. Liver. <laughs> Liver? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I fucking... Brittany I, Snow made some noises that I will uh, remember for a minute. Yeah, I, I'm probably going to watch it again after you leave later. <laughs> I have some, some me time. Some, or some business Us time, as I like to call right, it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay so <laughs> heard on that now britney snow is like ah! and one of the things is like they... that wasn't what she sounded like by the way <sighs> there you go <laughs> <laughs> nice she was definitely like it, it, like she felt like the trophy in the room at mm-hmm. any given time you know what i mean i felt like that's part of the reason Sasha Gray stabbed her mm, was the at, competition. Yeah, well, it's yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. She's like, because everybody was like, protect her, protect her. Right. Sasha's a whore. She's the blonde white one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know you're both white, but she's blonde, blonde. with blue eyes. Right. right yeah. <laughs> we we must protect the line. <laughs> Sasha Gray, you've been penetrated before. <laughs> Me couldn't be. Uh-huh. Then who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so it goes back around, and now we have Cal. Yeah. Is is back yeah. on his bullshit before before he gets on his bullshit. Linda just dies. <laughs> she has bled out at this point for kill number two. <laughs> kill number fucking two. <laughs> she bled out, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> fucking bevins comes up and just like cups her under the chin and like she's not unconscious she's dead (laughs) 
the amount of anticipation in that scene was so unnecessary. <laughs> She's not unconscious. Everyone's like, <gasps> She's dead. <laughs> oh. Well, fuck me running. <laughs> so, as you said, uh, Cal's turn, and Cal has to either stab Iris again, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. because of the way the rotation is going, or has to beat the fuck out of Travis some more. So he beats Travis to death with that mm-hmm. shit. Because with his character archetype, he has learned from uh, Amy, I guess, played mm-hmm. by Sasha Gray. Your option is pretty much to eliminate everybody mm-hmm. else. Right. And Cal's pretty much dead on the floor i will say amy is the only one that is actively playing this game and it felt like she was the only person that had insight from the get-go could be you know like just her demeanor was completely different from everybody else's and i get like the character that's supposed to be like has that level of self-preservation right but it felt like something past that we also get some insight on her later that probably speaks more towards her ruthlessness based on her lack of and that's definitely where the dialogue was right. really yeah. good in this movie, yeah, yeah, was yeah. they did a really good job of just, like, dropping story points for mm-hmm. these characters just randomly. Yeah. I will say that, like, I, I misspoke here. He does not kill Travis. Travis is excused from the game per Blevins' recommendation that he no longer is able to continue playing. We're going to assume that they disposed of Travis on their own time, but he is not killed on screen, and we don't ever hear about whether that happens or doesn't happen. He really might have survived. Who knows, right? Yeah, they could have just thrown him in a ditch somewhere, and he, you know, went back to Afghanistan later. (laughs) Woke up in Afghanistan. (laughs) (laughs) He's getting tortured. He's like, I've had worse. (laughs) He wakes up in Afghanistan. Oh, thank God. (laughs) Well, because also, uh, I can't remember which character it was had the choice, but it was like, it was Travis himself. He was like, you can stab somebody or you can take another lashing Mm -hmm. from Bevins. Mm Mm-hmm. And G5 or M5 in the background, yeah. like, I'm going to hit him, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's when he was biting down on the uh, yeah. the tie. Mm-hmm. So Because he came in there with that KGB shit, dude. <laughs> this is where the dissension happens, the dissension in the ranks. We get another break between rounds, um, and everybody just is, like, looking at each other like, okay, yeah. yeah okay, <laughs> right, we're going to, yeah, okay, I got it. Yeah, we're going to, we're going to, now, you know. <laughs> And everybody explodes from their seat. Iris is a little bit behind, um, but they basically st- there's a big scuffle that ensues. Um, Amy's just standing against steps the wall. To the side. Yeah, just again, I think kind of lends itself to your point about you know. And again, yeah. I just believe that she was the one that was actually competing for the money. At the end of the day, I feel like she had locked in on that as her mo. And like I'm here to win this shit. I know what's going to happen. Right. What has to happen, you know, and everything. Um, so Iris actually makes it out of the room. Because the door itself was unlocked, right? Mm -hmm. Um, As she's maneuvering her way through the hallway, um, there's a couple of, uh, like, nobody gets, like, killed, but they basically get, like, sat back down um, in the main room. And she runs into Julian, who has, you know, who is, like, caught up with her. And he proceeds to, like, throw himself on her and everything. Mm -hmm. And while this is happening... um, she fights back and kicks him off of her before anything too outrageous happens. And yeah, Dr. we got to like the kissing stage, right? And, <laughs> and Doctor Barden emerges around the corner in the hallway. This is my favorite scene yeah. in the entire fucking yeah, yeah. movie. <laughs> Brittany Snow has Julian on top of her, and she still has the ice pick 
and she missed his dick, I'm assuming, by like six inches, probably. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Robin. Right. I love you, man. Mm-hmm. I'm just assuming. Yeah. But <laughs> for, for all I know, the penguin's packing heat, mm-hmm. dude. <laughs> yeah. That's ironic. Yeah. Actually. Brittany Snow fights him off, stabs him in the fucking thigh. He's like, fuck you, you fucking whore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then there's, like, this really, I, I will say, like, cinematography-wise, like, this scene's really awkward, because you have Brittany Snow, like, gets up, and then you turn around, and we see the shot of Dr. Barton pointing the gun, and he starts, like, talking shit to Julian, and the camera can- pans back to Julian, and it's just his ass in khakis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and that fucking Banana Republic suit. Dude, take it yeah. up, like, 80% of that screen, yeah. my boy looking thick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And Dr. Uh, Dr. Barden starts explaining to uh, uh, Iris, hey, we're going to get you out of here. We're going to do this, that, and the other. And then his brain just releases from the other side of his fucking skull and he drops to the ground. And I just love when there's like a semblance of hope. Yeah. That immediately gets taken That's away. That's been building up for the better part of 30 <laughs> minutes of him like getting his gun and getting in his car and driving through the woods and arriving at the property and getting on the property and navigating through the house <laughs> and, you know, and everything. It's so fucking funny. Because his side quest sucked. Right. He failed. Levins comes around the corner with his gun. He's like, <laughs> a big skullduggery, ain't it? <laughs> it's just, it's that whole, <laughs> hello. And so he's got this attitude of uh, uh, Julian fuck off you've disappointed your dad again i can't believe you know and all this shit right but he's like iris unfortunately i have to bring you back to the game because he's paying me so (laughs) much money to keep you here right right it's nothing personal yeah just like the nazis Mm, right (laughs) it was nothing personal (laughs) so now we get back into uh our third challenge Yeah, yeah yeah and um uh, Lambrick apologizes to Iris, and he's he's talking about like since my son's mom died, he's been uncontrollable. So I'm sorry. About this would have been that, a great right? point to bring him into the challenges. Too. Right, that's it, what I was talking that, about I, earlier. That's a great point to bring him into the challenges. I completely agree. Um, round three has begun, though. Um, Cal ends up getting shot through the chest at some point. I think it's during the scuffle. Now, that yeah, I think he gets about shot it, in the I chest. Think, I, I think that's how that goes down. So we're going to go ahead and kill that kill number uh, four, I guess. Kill number fucking um, three or four because him and Barden presumably go down at about the same time. Who gives yeah, a shit? Y'all yeah, aren't keeping up with it anyway. I they know. they definitely <laughs> killed both of the black characters right next to each back other, to and I just thought that was weird. Black to black. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow. We are uh, in round three at this point. Yeah. The barrel has arrived. And, and this is my favorite challenge. Cool. The barrel is quite literally just filled with water. It's just a barrel of water. Um, <laughs> and everybody, the four remaining contestants, uh, we have Lucas, Peter, Iris, and Amy mm-hmm. are seated at the table with their envelopes in front of them yep. that have mystery challenges inside them. Mm-hmm. So the whole premise is... Um, you can hold your breath in the barrel water for two minutes, or you can choose an envelope now, and that will be your new challenge, mm-hmm. right? And the, we start off with Peter on this one, and he's like, I'm a gambler. I know exactly, exactly what it's supposed mm-hmm. to be. You got to know take- when to hold them. Yeah. No pun intended. <laughs> know when to fold Mark em. that. So- <laughs> <laughs> oh, he got it. There he oh, is. Oh, <laughs> God. He's 
dumb. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so we we get uh, one of my favorites, um, and like I guess this is like part of where their budget went, though they didn't. They did a lot of. I will say the cinematography was clever to save them money. Yeah. On on a lot of shots, mm-hmm. you know, and that's fine. I don't I don't judge Who cares? that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because conceptually you still got what you wanted out of it. So bravo to the DP on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the, double with, penetrator <laughs> with this one, uh, Peter opens his and he looks in and it's a firecracker. Mm-hmm. He's like, what's this? <laughs> <laughs> and Lambert's like, that's a firecracker, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> so he was like, so you have to hold a firecracker while it, explodes Mm -hmm. and the look of relief on his face was just like oh (laughs) Oh, thank thank god God. (laughs) (laughs) right Right. so he like they hand him the firecracker and he's like what the fuck is this he's like that's a firework he's like this is a quarter stick of dynamite it's like yeah yeah (laughs) i yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) i know I put it there. Right. So we, he takes... Blevins, secure his hand. Yeah, that was my favorite part, was Lu- Lucas was even just like, no, just make sure that you drop it last second, it'll be okay. Lambert's <laughs> like, no, no, no. Actually, that's a great point, Lucas. Hey, make sure he doesn't drop it just before it explodes. Tape it to his hand. <laughs> my favorite piece of dialogue is actually in this scene <laughs> he's holding the dynamite he goes so if it's a dud do i have to do this again <laughs> the camera pans over to lambrick and he's just kind of like nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> so we got this dynamite from south carolina it's real <laughs> they had like half a second where it didn't explode and I was and like, you know, just for the audience. Yeah. And then it just fucking blows. <laughs> he, he looks at his hand, and, you know, whoa, whoa, <laughs> my hand, <laughs> blood squirting out, all kinds of shit. He yeah. hits the ground. <laughs> the first time I watched this movie, I was like, that doesn't kill you. Yeah. And then the guy like leans down and is like, he had a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> Four. Kill, kill number, number five. 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 <laughs> Kill number five. She heart attack. Got to know when to hold him. Like I said. Um, so now that, that was my favorite kill in a movie. I will oh say. yeah, because it, it was, was so, so slapstick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he survived, but he didn't. That's kind of why the the last kill was my favorite. Was it mm. was so slapstick? Mm. He's like, I'm here to save you. <laughs> yeah. I can get you out of here, dies. It's like I always laugh when there's small children in like the wake of uh, surf that's coming in from the ocean, and oh, they just yeah. get knocked the fuck yeah. out of. I'm having so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> so now we move on to our our next envelope, mm-hmm. which is Lucas. Lucas, and of course his is like, all right, so you have to open your eye. Yeah, like you have to slit your eye open, mm-hmm. and then he's just like. I can't do this. And he's mm-hmm. having this fucking mental breakdown, which was honestly like, I'm not like saying this to talk shit about anybody in the movie, but this was the best performance in the entire movie. He's right. Like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Right. <laughs> Help me, Tom Cruise. 
save me with your voodoo magic. And of course, like Lambert's just sitting there at the end of the table, like turning mm. his timer. He's like, nope, you have 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. You made your choice. Like, and it's one of those things for me. I was make I made this comment to John. I was like, as somebody who has actually lacerated his eye before, mm-hmm. I can tell you it doesn't hurt any better or any worse than cutting any other piece of your body. You know, right. and it's the same thing. Right, it's the same thing. A deep cut feels like a deep cut. It's just weird because it's your eye. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that's separating it from anything else. Totally. And as also somebody with one functioning eye, I can tell you that you're going to be fine. And he was <laughs> right. And it was like five seconds, and he's just, you just got to get in there and do yeah. it, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. And it sucks. This this was such a an example of like great storytelling. Was uh, it is now Sasha Gray's turn, right? And he, actually, no, it, no, is Incorrect. it Brittany? Oh, it's, it's Iris first. It's Iris yeah. first. Okay, so Iris goes first, or I guess after Peter, mm-hmm. right? After Lucas, it, or. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so she chooses to do the two minutes, which honestly, if I was going to hedge my bets, I just would. Even as an asthmatic, I promise you in two minutes, you would be fine. You would not drown yeah, in two minutes. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, I, as someone who does a lot of editing that has to do with time, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know how long 120 seconds is, right. and I think I can do it. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I might choke, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like... You're going to suck some water down and you're going to you're going to begin losing consciousness at two minutes, but Mm -hmm. you're not going to drown. Yeah, totally. Um, So we had the most erotic scene in horror history. (laughs) Um, So we're not going to say something considering (laughs) who follows this sequence. Yeah. She mm-hmm. makes it through. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Right. Uh, she she ends up tapping into a memory of her brother talking about like being in the water or something about like drowning. It's, it was weird, but she it, it she, felt super forced. It, it was forced in the sense that like my brother is the person that I'm doing this for. I got to remember my why, you know, and like who gives a shit. Right. You know what I mean? We know it's fine. I'm here for Taya. <laughs> right. <laughs> Serenity. Serenity. My blind sister needs this trading card game prize money. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be blind forever. Yugi's like, I don't know. <laughs> I kind of want my grandpa back. <laughs> Iris is like, give me one of your stars. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> so she survives and everything's fine. And Moving now we get Sasha Gray. Yeah, now we get to Sasha Gray. And she chooses card. the... Yeah, she chooses the, the card. And this is one of the funniest things I've seen in my entire <laughs> it's life. Such a fuck you. <laughs> so she opens her card. This is some prices right shit. Yeah, and it is a picture of a barrel with the number four on it. And she even like looks at Lambert and goes, What the fuck is this? And he goes, That is a barrel with the number four on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Four minutes on the barrel. Oh my god! <laughs> and like she's like, that's not possible. He goes, it's not even close to the world record. Yeah. You'll be fine. Uh-huh. And she, <laughs> so she goes over to the barrel, and uh, Bevins puts her head down before she, she inhales. <laughs> as she's inhaling, and Brittany Snow's just like, no. She didn't have a chance to take a breath. And we were just like, I don't know why you right. care. She stabbed you, homie. Right. <laughs> Somebody's got to win this thing, dude. I don't, I mean, at some point you just got to accept it. So we have another erotic drowning scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and For kill number six. Kill number fucking six. Too wet. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Trying to send uh, Sasha Gray off in style. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you think she'd follow us on Instagram? No. Oh, okay. 
Dude, porn stars have more followers on Instagram than anyone I've ever seen. I know. That's Brooklyn why I think Chase has like, like six million. She could just like give us a follow just to be nice or something. <laughs> we'll definitely tag her in the episode. <laughs> okay, cool. We'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, so now we're down to the final two. Who wants to be a millionaire music comes in. <laughs> I'd like to phone a friend. Right. 50 <laughs> 50. My, my, fr- my friend's the police. <laughs> this one is very simple because the person who gets to choose this one has a decided advantage on how this goes. 100%. We have a coin toss. The winner of this coin toss in this case is Iris. So the challenge is presented to her. She can leave. Along with Lucas, the other survivor, mm-hmm. and they are allowed to go free. No strings attached, nothing like that. You just leave your winnings behind. Nobody takes any money home, mm-hmm. right? But you are allowed to leave alive. And Lucas doesn't get an eye anymore. Right. And at that point, it's kind of like, fuck that, right? Like The other option is to just kill Lucas <laughs> with this like fucking like Pirates of the Caribbean pistol mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> blevins comes up he opens the case he's like, it's a blunderbuss didn't it <laughs> perfect <laughs> and so there's this whole exchange lucas is like look i think we need to like talk to each other as humans for now i'm assuming you're here for somebody else right mm-hmm. i am too i have something else i'm fighting for and she just shoots him in the chest <laughs> just he like... shoot, she shoots him in the heart <laughs> right right <laughs> that was the most personal shit i right, ever right, seen right, right. and he's like, he kind of looks at he kind of looks at lambert like she fucking shot me <laughs> kind of looks at her you fucking shot me ooh and just kind of like dies just noodles into the floor for kill number seven, seven kill number fucking seven shot through the heart you're too late yeah. perfect <laughs> perfect uh we have a winner we have a fucking winner and like this scene that's about to come up is like such a fucking like like i've seen a lot of power moves in my life mm-hmm. right and there was something about they like <laughs> They're all standing at, like, the front door of the mansion, like, Brittany Snow and Lambrick and Bevins, and they're standing there, and Lambrick's like, you know, I kind of feel like a thank you would Mm -hmm. be in order. By the way, here's the donor list, like, we have your brother taken care of. Great job tonight, by the way. I imagine he's, like, a football coach, and you, like, smack her ass while she's, like, leaving. Good game. But Bevins has, like, the weirdest, like, stare yeah, yeah. in the scene. He's just like... <sighs> in it. <laughs> you going home, in it. <laughs> and that's that, laser stuff She's stuffed walking down. back with, like, a quarter mil and, I guess, an extra 10K from the, yeah, from the one from thing. From all the stuff, yeah. yeah. Big old bag of cash. Um, checks on her brother. He's asleep in bed. She decides to take a shower and, you know, put the spaghetti in the fridge that she left out <laughs> overnight and everything. And it's everything's cool, right? And goes back in to tell her brother what happened. Yeah, and, like, the, the the first time was just funny to me because he just, like, she's like, oh, everything's fine. Walks He's out, just takes asleep. a shower. That's comes, what I'm saying. Yeah, comes yeah. back and uh, she's like, oh, my God, he threw up everywhere. Yeah. There's empty pill bottles all over the place. Rolls and them over. God damn it. I need to do a fucking. Yeah. You do. A trigger warning for this fucking episode. Yep. God damn it. Because in my head, I'm like, he's got cancer. He's going to die. 
take your power back. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> this episode was brought to you by suicide. As always, as it were. And then like some like late 90s punk starts playing yeah. in the credits. <laughs> right. <laughs> Do you have the time no. to listen to me whine? Yeah. That's so, the movie. Yeah, that was. No explanation. Yeah. Honestly, like one of the best endings, though, it's because it's just so brutal. It, it's so brutal, yeah. and I, I love shit like that. Where it was like, in the end, nothing it even, even matter. matter. <laughs> <laughs> what I've done. <laughs> I will say uh, that song. The amount that that's been put to Starscream running into the two towers, the is, towers is is. is offensive is i was gonna say unchallenged right now because <laughs> it's all these people right now that are making two tower videos right. that weren't alive when it happened and that's just so mind-boggling to me to be i know my my favorite is uh there's a meme that, I, that said humanity really peaked when optimus prime was talking about the value of humanity as it pertains to the universe while shia labeouf and megan fox were laying on top of the hood of a camaro while lincoln park <laughs> what i've done plays in the background <laughs> yep because that's when it started getting bad yeah 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 people who hate michael bay just hate to hate because right. if you tell me you don't think the transformers movies are good then mm -hmm. you're it's the same people who don't like godzilla king of all monsters you don't even have to tell me they're good you just can't pretend like you didn't have fun that's what i'm, I'm saying i'm sorry you know i have only cried in a movie like that once in my life and it was dark of the moon and watching Ironhide get get fu fucking punked. That's like, what I'm saying. That's yeah. what I'm fucking saying. That's you, not my Ironhide if you yeah, went down you like that. You didn't kill Ironhide, <laughs> right. you punked Ironhide. Right, right. But Starscream right. gets to fly free. <laughs> right. Fuck that. Right. Fuck that. Absolutely. If you want us to do a Transformers episode, fucking let us know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm happy to hit that whole series. Okay, so I asked you this question earlier, yeah, I, I, and this will be my final thought, uh -huh. is would you rather suck 10 dicks once or one dick for six months? <sighs> I think I'm going to stick with my original answer on this just because it makes more sense to me as a dude. Um, <laughs> the thing about guys that's underrated is that dudes know how to jerk a dick off better than women do. <laughs> inherently because most of our i, I would say 99.99999999 percent of males first sexual experience has some form of masturbation involved right they're probably one would think right so the experience i don't know what's happening right <laughs> um i feel like if you sucked 10 dicks at once you would be able to like fire three or four of those off without your mouth <laughs> you know with your hands like just from a technique play standpoint an interesting game of odds right I, now. I feel like the raw dexterity would play into it more so than like because there ain't no way you have like good blowjob technique as oh, a straight dude no. you know what i mean there ain't any way right um how much teeth do you want yes um <laughs> so that's kind of where i'm at i also feel like you could finish everybody in like less like sub 20 minutes you know 
and God, it's, my arms feel tired just and it's about just that. you know what i mean like get everybody like a one gluck each to get them nice and lubed <laughs> up and then like, get in there i've thought about this a lot <laughs> <laughs> i didn't realize my questions were so deep it's not it's not that it's just that it's the yes, same it dick is. for six months six months is a long time to suck the same dick every single day you know what I mean? Yeah, the intimacy for the one is just too gay for me. What What is the, are the parameters like once per week for six months or every day? Depends on the dude. Well, it depends on your question. Well, it, no, it, it, <laughs> for, for all you know, this dude's a fucking nymphomaniac. Okay. Or maybe they're just somebody who right. likes a casual BJ once okay. a week. You okay, know? okay. So just a regular guy. Yeah, just a regular <laughs> guy. <laughs> got it oh god <laughs> what's your answer oh it's the 10 dicks okay yeah it, right. again the the intimacy of one dick is way too gay mm. for me are you afraid you might fall in love no <laughs> no you might like it is that the fear no i just don't want them to fall in love with me mm. okay because i need to be free i can't yeah. be tied down to one dick mm-hmm. i understand that's what I like. I, I got to take the Sasha Gray route, right? For this, yeah. This is definitely an episode for the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, fellas, I'm working on my mustache right now. In case right. you were wondering, <laughs> right. must be this tall uh-huh. to ride. Right, little crop duster. <laughs> yeah, the lip swiffer. Well, now that we have completely rainbowed this episode, mm-hmm. thank you for joining us once again. I thank everybody and our listeners, and you're welcome for not doing a Patreon plug this episode, which is only $3 a month. 